It's a two-bell Tuesday. We got lots to talk about. There's a new national champion in college basketball. We'll talk about that in a bit. We're going to start by talking about the Indianapolis Colts. We don't have that long until the draft. It, it's three weeks and two days. We got 23, 23 days until we find out who that next generation of Colts greatness will be represented by. And I'm not being sarcastic. I'm trying to be positive. It's a Tuesday. It's not Optimistic Wednesday. It's not even Optimistic Wednesday. It's a Tuesday, but we're trying to stay positive and trying to figure out what Chris Ballard is going to do as the GM of the Colts. And for a great idea as to what the Colts are going to do, we're giving away our lads' draft previews. These are delivered via PDF, so I can email them to you. If you go to ourlads.com, you know how treasured these things are. And, and getting your hands on one is usually a pretty, co- well, not, I'm not going to say costly, but it's more costly than free. And we are giving one away today. Send me a DM on Twitter. You got to follow me. You got to be a subscriber. And you've got to send me your email address. And one lucky viewer or listener is going to receive an Our Lads draft preview. How about that? All right, let's talk about sports. This is Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, April 4th, 2023. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson's just the best. Best plumber that there is. He's been in the house a bunch of times. We've had things go wrong from a plumbing perspective. There are things we wanted to upgrade, and he's done them all at a really, really high level. Give him a call, 765-610-8809. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, hit the bell icon so you get an alert every time we go live, right at about 6.15 every morning. And if you want to make a donation, you make a donation. We're going to do, Dan Dockich and I will do a uh, Two Big Brains later today, sometime between 4.30 and 5, we'll get it rolling. We don't hold ourselves to a, a tight schedule. That's just the way it is. We are uh, footloose, fancy-free, and big-headed. All right, let's talk about sports, shall we? That doesn't sound like that. That sounds like, you know, something's gone horribly wrong. That's a horror movie. Footloose, fancy-free, and big-headed. It sounds like aliens have descended from on high and all of a sudden are populating our high school gyms and high school dances And what the hell is the matter with these people? They've got giant brains. They've got to go. But then everybody figures out that they're really, really smart and really, really friendly and funny. And and people get along well with them. At any rate, yeah, that's the whole movie. That's how it works. It's like the anti-carry. Nothing burns down. Everybody figures out that the big brain people are nice. 23 days to the draft. Are the Colts better off? Ryan Wilson did a uh, from CBS Sports did a mock draft that showed the Titans trading up to three, drafting Anthony Richardson. At four, then the Colts trade back to seven. They also pick up thirty-eight. Would that be a good result for the Colts? Not the way Ryan Wilson's got it. I don't think they've Ryan Wilson's got the Colts taking a cornerback, not a quarterback but a cornerback at seven. I don't believe that's going to happen. This is a draft that's really, really deep at cornerback. So if you take one at the Colts draft at 35 and then would pick up 38 
at one of those spots, you're going to get a really good cornerback. So uh, I don't think that the Colts would take a cornerback at number eight. At number uh, at number eight, you know what? The, the pick in the 30s that they would pick up, 38 is kind of like Chris Ballard's sweet spot. He loves picks just inside of 40. He always says from 15 to 40, you got kind of the same level of guy available in the draft. And that has been the case for the Colts in a lot of, they got Braden Smith, they got Shaq Leonard, they got Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, eh, Rocky Seen also in the second round before the 40th overall pick. So you've got that. One guy that he's got, one guy that's really kind of interesting to me is Jalen Carter, who is arguably the best player in the draft. Jalen Carter, before his pro day, he put on a lot of weight. He got charged with racing, reckless driving, uh, in that that auto incident that took the lives of two people tethered to the Georgia football program. So that's not good. You know, you, you don't want the legal proceedings interrupting the preparation for the draft or preparation for that rookie season. But Jalen Carter is a really dynamic football player. Chris Ballard loves defensive tackle, and just because that's a position of real strength for the Colts with DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart, do not sleep. If, if this transpires, do not sleep on Jalen Carter as, as a potential draftee of the Indianapolis Colts, and I wouldn't even be mad at it, to tell you the truth. Um, my preference is that the Colts stay at four or move up to three. Whatever they have to do to go draft Anthony Richardson. Look, this this um, entrenched mediocrity is not going to be solved by the acquisition of more mediocrity. Trading back ensures you're going to just draft more mediocre players than you would if you held the higher position. If the Colts draft at four, they're going to get a better football player, same level or or lesser, if they trade back, right? I mean, that's just the way it is. You're either going to draft a, a higher level player at four, or you're going to trade back and trade and, and get the lesser player, let's say, at seven, or what is perceived to be the lesser player, or that player would have been taken with the fourth overall pick, but then you also add 38, all right, you had 38. That's just, you, you don't get to aggregate the talent levels of the two players and say, look, we got two guys who are slightly lesser, and so we're better. That's not the way it works. You've got to go get an elite-level player. You've got to get the best-level player you can possibly go get. And in doing that, you lift the talent level of your team. That's the way the draft works. Trading back does not allow that. Trading up enhances it. And what's gone on with the Colts under Chris Ballard, and, and part of this is not Chris Ballard's fault. He's been here since 2017. In 2018, Andrew Luck played. Then in 19, 15 days before the season, he went wheels up and became a great dad. Okay, great. Good life choice for Andrew Luck. Bad choice for the Indianapolis Colts. Because since then, they have been mired in this constant, like, the, this ridiculous revolving door 
of quarterbacks that seemingly never ends. You had Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Now who? We don't know. But it would be great to get the guy that you wanted to build around for the future. And if you don't, then you're just going to have to go get that guy next year. And if you think that that guy is somebody who you can go get in the second round, you're out of your mind. That's just not the way this works. People always look at the the outlier as the the former of the rule. Like, well, you, they got Patriots got Tom Brady at one ninety nine. Yes, Russell Wilson. Hey, Russell Wilson. Yes. Okay, we can name two of them. Brock Purdy was Mister Irrelevant. Brock Purdy had the best defense in the NFL and had a a dynamic defensive player that the Colts could have had, don't have, in Debo Samuel. So that's a big help. Plus, they had wide receivers. Plus, they had George Kittle. The Colts don't have that. The Colts need a dynamic player somewhere, and if it's a quarterback, all the better. That's what the Colts have got to go get. And better to go get that at four or three. If it costs you two threes and a four to move up one like it cost the Bears uh, a few years ago, although that's a cautionary tale, going to get Mitchell Trubisky at number two from the 49ers and they gave up two threes and a four, you better make damn sure that the quarterback you go get is not Mitchell Trubisky level because right now you could go get Mitchell Trubisky for basically nothing. All right. Mediocrity in bulk, is not how champions are built. But if you can trade back to seven and get Jalen Carter and then get 38, where at 35 and 38, you get a wide receiver and a cornerback, <laughs> things get interesting for me at that point. All of a sudden, I start bitching and moaning, or stop bitching and moaning about trading back. If you can get Jalen Carter. Because Jalen Carter is potentially... Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, what was he? I mean, it it took a while for people to figure out how good he was, right, in the draft. UConn National Champions. Woo-hoo. Fourth since the uh, century turned. And so that's pretty good, I guess. So UConn wins. Uh, Dan Hurley did a hell of a job building a defense for UConn and a culture that uh, really, once it got rolling, it really got rolling. UConn lost six of eight from New Year's Eve through January 25th. They went two and six, all right? During the tournament, they never won a game by less than 13 points. Or they always won a game by 13 or more points. Depends on which way you want to look at it, which way you want to say it. Um, they won by 24, 15, uh, 15, 23, 28, 13, and 17. That's a hell of a run through a tournament. UConn, I think the best team in the country. They played Gonzaga and beat them like a drum. This is a really good team. They did a lot of good stuff this year. Uh, it's Masters Week. You got to dial back the distance. Can you please? There a lot of talk on the Golf Network yesterday about how, you know, changing the equipment is not going to necessarily be great for golf. I have no idea why. You know what? Back, you you didn't have guys back in the day hitting a ball 330, 350 yards. You didn't. Dialing back the equipment. 
for pros and for, you know, us, 10 handicappers, 15 handicappers, I think is great for the game. I think it would be wonderful. Please, dear God, let that happen. And turn golf back into a game that can be played in three and a half hours over 18 holes instead of five or five and a half hours with guys who cannot keep the ball in the fairway. Every single shot off the tee, you got to force them in the heather looking for a $3 golf ball and holding up play. Shorter shots, shorter drives, fewer of them are going to reach the heather. Fewer drive, fewer golfers are going to swing from the heels and try to hit it 310 yards when they can't do it accurately. Control the, the golf ball. Don't try to compel the golf ball 6,000 yards down the fairway. Please restrict the equipment. Hitting it 310 yards, yo-yos like me hitting it 310, not good for the game because we can't keep it straight. Pro golf also, you know what, really it, it inhibited by uh, spraying the ball off the tee. It, it used to be professional golfers played 18 holes in three hours. Three hours. I'm not kidding. I think that would be great to get back to. Uh, Jim Nance calling uh, the Masters this week, just called his final, final four. Um, you know, 30, what do you have, 33 years of calling the final four, 32, 33 years. It's good that somebody else gets a shot. Got to give, the, the jobs have got to open up. These guys who keep their jobs forever and ever and ever and ever. My God, going out and, you know what, going to college to become a guy in sports media, you got to get lucky. Jim Nance got really, really lucky in, in moving to where he moved. This is interesting. Can you name a signature call for Jim Nance? You, you can say, you know, a tradition unlike any other or whatever. You can do that, but a call for a moment in sports. Is there a call that Jim Nance, you say, ooh, Jim Nance really tied that up in a bow and delivered it like a gift to us forever. No, I can't do it. And the guy's been at every Final Four. He's done the Masters a million times. Pro football, all over it. Al Michaels delivers signature lines like it's his job. Anyway, um, Bob Knight out of the hospital. That is a really, really good thing. I think he's the second most important guy, man, woman, person, who is uh, affiliated with Indiana University and the history of that university. Uh, tops would be Herman B. Wells, period, end of discussion. Second, I think is Bob Knight. When you think of Indiana University, when the layperson thinks of Indiana University, they still think of Bob Knight, and it's been 23 years since he's been the coach. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Yeah, uh, the Live Guys. I don't want to talk about the Live Guys. I don't care about the Live Tour. Out of sight, out of mind. What the hell do I care about these guys? Why, why am I interested in Cameron Smith or Brooks Kepka or Sergio Garcia when they don't play the events that I watch on TV? I could care less. They play for guaranteed purses, you know, or guaranteed money. What do I care? It's like watching people play for free at a casino. There's no drama to it. Uh, birthdays. Ashley Griffin celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday to the great Ashley Griffin. Michael Mascari. 
happy birthday, and the great Joy Weaver celebrating a birthday. She was Joy Bean Blossom at New Albany High School. Now she's Joy Weaver, and uh, still, I'm sure, a wonderful human being. One of the sanest people that I knew at New Albany High School. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else, uh, and that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Just lift people up. Be good to people. Don't tear people down. We got enough of that in the world. Lift people up. We'll talk to you this afternoon. Uh, Two Big Brains, that coming up at about 4.35 o'clock. And we'll do it inside Indiana Sports, too. Can't wait. Don't forget to enter to win the uh, uh, Our Lads draft preview, which will be delivered to you electronically very, very quickly. How about that?